Eric Morgert is on the show today. Almost show 100. Very exciting. I have something planned for show 100 and you're going to dig it. So make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. We talk about my near-death experience and how maybe I need to mm, reevaluate my priorities. They may be a little bit wonky. Then we talk about what he's up to. You know, he's doing film festivals and he's uh, planning for special Crypticon events. All that information will be in the show notes. So check that out. Then I tell him that I'm not a really big fan of Joe Dante. And he tries to convince me otherwise, but you let me know if it worked. It, it didn't. I'm not a fan of Joe Dante. But first, we have a new title sponsor, The Sneakers Friend. The Sneakers Friend is a premium cleaning solution that you can use on your favorite sneakers, and they're going to look great. As you know, I have a lot of shoes, and I don't wear most of them because I don't want to get them dirty. I know that's ridiculous. That's what shoes are for. But I've been wearing my shoes now and then cleaning them up with The Sneakers Friend, and I'm super impressed, super happy. I'm going to continue to wear my shoes. Now, if you go to the website, thesneakersfriend.com. I'll link it. You'll know exactly where to go. Sign up on the mailing list. You're going to get a 15% discount code when the product officially drops. I've been using some sample product, super impressed, super happy. And I actually used this product on a $2,000 pair of shoes. Now that's trust. So go to thesneakersfriend.com, sign up. You'll get 15% off when the product launches which I'm told is going to be within the next few weeks. They're uh, working on just a couple more packaging touches, and then it'll be ready to go. And I know that you're going to be super happy, especially if you have cool sneakers. Or if you're not into sneakers and you just want to extend the life of your sneakers, you have white shoes, super dirty, you want to keep using them, don't want to spend 150 bucks for a new pair, get the sneakers friend, clean them up, and boom, you'll be good. So remember... The Sneakers Friend at thesneakersfriend.com. Sign up, save 15%. You'll be happy you did. And now, here's the show. Okay. Uh, I think we're fine. Can you hear me all right? Check, check. Yeah. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast, episode 96. Oh, nice. This is, yeah, 96. I had an idea about 100. Uh, and I'm a, I'll, I'll tell you what my idea is in a little bit, but cool. I, I think I need to do something different. Uh, but everyone, thank you for listening. Remember, you can follow the show on Instagram and you can tune in on your favorite podcasting app. I'm on all of them. Uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Podcast, And you can also see me, Lovely Face, on YouTube. Uh, the shows are now on YouTube. Although the last show that I did was not on YouTube because it was a phone interview. Oh, well, that would have been interesting. Yeah. One side. With uh, just me <laughs> talking. <laughs> Today I'm talking to my boy, Eric Morgret. Hello. I think you should pronounce your last name more gray, more gray. I, like people say. have done that because yeah. the origin of my name is hard to know for sure. Some uh, people, but maybe it's French. So it's yeah. more gray. It's like, no, it's British, but yeah, you should go fancy. Yeah, no. <laughs> go super fancy and then drink with your pinky up and more gray. Sit up higher. There you go. <laughs> Welcome. We'll, we'll cheers, even though cheers, it's bad luck uh, to cheers to non-alcoholic drinks. So how are you doing, Eric? Yeah, doing all right. I asked you to be on stuff. last week, and then a couple days later, you replied and said, what are we going to talk about? And I don't think I replied for a while because I had no plan. Okay. Like usual. <laughs> I don't know. That'll Although, work. You know, do, do you listen to the Bill Maher podcast? I've listened on and off. I am... Real low podcast listening right now. I'm oh, okay. kind of like because I'm doing so many audio things, right? That I do, um, like sports, low right. Brock and Brock and Salk's like the main 
podcast I listen to now. Okay. And occasionally when I get other chances, like, well, let's see what, who's talking about. What, what is hanging around on my podcast app? I've been listening and it is brilliant. It is really good. And uh, I wasn't a big Bill Maher fan for a super, super long time. But now that I've been listening to more of what he's saying, like actually, you know, long form. Yeah. It's really interesting. He's a really interesting guy. Um, he's been in show business for like 40 years, <laughs> super long time. Mm-hmm. So it's not like he's, you know, it's not like he has any perspective of norm, you know, how to what it is to be normal, like right, the middle sure. class. But he's really interesting to to listen to. And his podcast is called Club Random, which he <laughs> does in the base. Well, I don't know if it's the basement of his house, but he does in his house. And I'm like, hey, I'm sure this guy stole this idea. And then he talks to just interesting people about whatever. It's just a f- flow sure. of consciousness just talking. I'm like, man, this prick stole this idea, his idea for me. You're on what, episode 96? I think um, there's some folks who have been doing it a little longer than you. <laughs> no. <laughs> Not this free form stuff. <laughs> who, who else has done it free form? I don't know. Somebody, I bet. <laughs> no. Well, so listen. So Corolla really got this podcast thing started yeah. back 13 years ago. So he's on... He's been doing it, but it, I mean, his is basically a, ro- a morning show. It's a radio show. Yeah. Hours long. yeah. So it's structured. Uh, he has a full staff. And then Kevin Smith has been doing tons of podcasts for almost that long. Yes. <laughs> but they're all, well, they're all comic book and, you know, very whatever. geek oriented. Yeah, super geek. Yeah. And then, yeah, there are other, but nah, he, he stole it from me. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Put that on your Instagram description. That's right. As as uh, copied by Bill Maher. Uh, so I didn't really know. But then I started thinking, man, what's wrong with me? I know exactly what we're going to talk about. Okay. Well, at least to get it started, mm-hmm. was, is my near-death experience. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Have you ever had a near-death experience where your life flashed right before your eyes? Yeah. Yeah. Long time, long, long time ago, but yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Well, now I want to know before okay. I tell you mine. Uh, when I was a teenager, my dad and I used to do a lot of mountain climbing. Not quite like, not like the guys who hang off Yosemite or something like that, the super cliff hanging stuff, but mountain climbing is like the Devil's Bedstead in Idaho and uh, a few other peaks like that. And we were climbing up one one time, and for some reason I had this thought, I was directly behind him which isn't really the smartest way to climb. So I thought, I should move to the left or the right. So I moved off axis with him, and within 30 seconds, a minute, big bunch of fucking rocks come slamming oh, down the hill right where I was because he'd hit a loose rock and sent it down. So Yikes. Like, that was kind of close, but not... So you would you have been a goner? Oh, yeah. Well, heavily injured, at yeah. least. But potentially, because it was a pretty good... Um, we were at the kind of angle where you don't, you're not, you're not sheer climbing, but you're also not walking straight up. Yeah. You're sort of like on all fours more or less. Oh, okay. So, so was there a, was a definite major incline. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was a heavy incline. Yeah. I was yeah, probably I mean, warb on it. I was probably warb on it. A rock would have probably knocked you out yeah, and then yeah. you would have tumbled down and then <laughs> all those rocks would have landed on top of you. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably warb on it. I think that was the peak we were climbing. Man. I mean, on the upside, you would have, you would have had one of those fancy... Viking burials where they bury you just with rocks. <laughs> <laughs> Set me on fire. I mean, you, like all, you would have just needed the cross. Like, that's good. <laughs> yeah, but what was yours? Since I escaped injury, let's find out been, if you did. If I had bit it, I would have required a actual burial. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it happened in the in the front and right as you get into our house, right as you enter our house. <clears throat> We have this, the house is a fake split level and the studio is uh, downstairs, Mm -hmm. but it's not like a family room or anything. So it's all mine. So (laughs) 99% of the people are just going to go up. So you come into the front door and I would say that's a good 15, 18 feet from the the, the ground up, from the ground to the top. 
okay. would say it's about that tall. That's pretty high. So my buddy, Evan Peterson, which I already spoke to him about this, and I told him, bro, I almost had a near-death experience <laughs> hanging up your art. And then he, he said, which I think it freaked him out a little bit. He's a very, uh, he's a very uh, emotional man. Uh, so we have this area that's, that's, I don't even know how to explain it. As you're coming down to the studio, there's just a wall, I guess. It's, it's six by three, this little area up mm-hmm. on top. And I wanted to put my buddy's canvas there. So I got a ladder, got up on the top step, which I guess is what you probably shouldn't do. And I don't know what happened, but I was on the ladder one second and then I was face down the next and I broke the, I, I fell. I landed on the ladder. The ladder broke a fireplace that was near its legs, which sent thousands of tiny pieces of glass on top of me. I tore out the banister of the of downstairs. So now there's major wall damage. Mm-hmm. And I'm lying there face down. And I remember... I remember, I remember being up on top of the ladder and then losing my balance and then trying to find something to grab. And then I remember saying, oh, shit. And then that's the that's, that's I don't it. think I said the whole word, <laughs> but I said that going down. And I don't even I don't I mean, if you look at upstairs, I don't know how I could have ended up how I did on top of the ladder. Yeah, because the, well, that's six foot down. But I still landed really far out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It was really weird. So my head <laughs> traveled almost 18 feet in one second from the top to the bottom. Now, my wife was here. Oh, shit. So she heard this huge crash. <laughs> and I didn't think about her right away. And I'm kind of, I think there's something majorly wrong with me. <laughs> so i land face down the first thing that i did was i moved my fingers and i moved my toes sure yeah that is the very first thing that i did (laughs) and i'm like okay good Uh, you know i can still move and then i looked up and i have some sneakers um Mm -hmm. on that i could see you know the show knows that i love my sneakers i had sneakers there and (laughs) the first thing that i thought thought was man there's a lot of sneakers i haven't worn yet i should probably start wearing them oh Oh, she doesn't listen to this show does she (laughs) so by this time Lori is screaming where are you because she she was in she was in the bathroom and sound travels really strange in this house she was in the bathroom um she comes out is saying where are you where are you and, you know, as I'm doing my diagnostic <laughs> testing on myself and she finally finds me and then she screams, she's like, oh, my God. <laughs> and I wanted to so bad just pop right up and yeah. say, I'm fine. Sure. But I couldn't because when I put my hands down, I put them down on a bunch of glass. Oh, sh- <laughs> so I couldn't, you know, I couldn't push myself up so i just said i'm fine (laughs) i was like give me a second i'm fine and then she's still i don't remember what exactly she's saying but i mean i guess she's asking are you okay are you okay i'm like i'm fine just give me a second i just need to get up (laughs) so i get up and there's a, a bunch of cuts on my knees and um you know i get up gently look I, this ladder broke and two of the legs broke and the hinge that opens it broke. Oh, Lord, how old was that? Old Man. wooden ladder? I mean, something? it's it's a fiberglass ladder. Holy shit. I mean, I am a hefty over 300 pounds right now. But still. <laughs> That's a... And you know, so it, it did break my fall. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm guessing that's what saved me. Because if the ladder had fallen another way where I just would have fallen straight down, that would have probably been a lot worse. So I'm guessing that what happened was that as I fell, I sort of fell on the ladder. So the ladder went down with me. Mm 
And then I really only fell like free fell for the the distance from the bottom of that area up on top to the stair. Still a pretty good. Yeah, it's still. I mean, for a 300 pound (laughs) dude with bad knees. (laughs) So, um, yeah, uh, you know, I and then actually the only really bad thing that happened to me was that I think I punched the banister on the the banister on the way down. And it's a it's a metal banister. So my hand still hurts, but my hands, it it was swollen for a good three days. Like it puffed up pretty big. And um, I don't think anything's broken. I I started to do this and I said, I guess it's not broken because I can do this. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, I guess so. And I'm like, all right. So I just monitored it and I'm, you know, and I'm fine. But that is, uh, I've been in a car as it got shot. And I've been across the street when someone got shot on the other side of the street. Oh, damn. And I remember when I was in the car, um, I was uh, I was about 17 years old and I was hanging out with a friend and her and her friend were just little troublemakers. And we were driving just cruising yeah. and I'm in the back seat like a schmuck and they throw up a gang sign to someone as driving by except that those were real gangbangers so they chased us for a super long time and in aurora back in illinois aurora is like a normal city but all you have to do is drive 10 minutes out and it was nothing but cornfields it's farmland so she these these dudes chased us for a good 10 15 miles (laughs) and then i was in the back and i remember the car came up uh, alongside us and then I saw a guy hold up a gun shoot well no but when I saw him get up I got down yeah and then the window broke Jesus but I don't know I was a kid yeah I didn't really I don't think I really processed processed it as you know you almost got shot mm. so it didn't really it didn't I, I wasn't bothered by it sure my friend that. was more upset by it because her window broke and she had to explain it to her parents <laughs> well i did this anyways yeah, yeah. we got a broken window <laughs> so this one was a little bit more i thought about this one i'm like man like what would have happened yeah if something had really happened <laughs> so then i told my wife <clears throat> we need life insurance <laughs> And I have a lot of shoes I need to wear. <laughs> oh, yeah, we should maybe go on a vacation. We want to, yeah, no, I, I didn't tell her that right away. I told my buddy, I told my buddy first that that's one of the first things that I thought. <clears throat> so since this happened, I've worn about three pair of shoes that I've never, I've had for a while and I've never used. Uh, but it it is really interesting what goes through. What, I mean, people, some people say their life flashes and that, I mean, they, I don't know, they get all emotional about it yeah. and want to make amends and want to do this. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't think about any of that. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, pretty fast. You know, like yeah. if you've gotten shot and were laying in the street or something. Right. Then you had time. You yeah. might, might process differently. <laughs> no, I thought. Of, and then I thought, man, I should have set up a. A camera like that would have been cool. I would have gone mega viral, <laughs> super. <laughs> I'll either have a really cool painting being posted that I can send to my friend, or <laughs> you know, it wasn't it. I mean, the painting that he he's only loaning it to me. Mm-hmm. That's a, I mean, he, that's a five thousand uh, dollar canvas that he painted. Good thing it wasn't posted yeah. up and pulled apart. <laughs> so later, I thought, man, I'm. I'm glad it didn't I didn't rip it because it's canvas. Yeah. I mean it's you can rip it super easy. Yeah. Unframed mm-hmm. canvas. Man. It's like a hanging canvas. Yeah, Although, that'd be, I don't think he would have been too pissed off at me <laughs> if uh if I had accidentally tore it hanging it up. So I actually then what I wanted to do was I told Lori, I'm I need to go get another ladder because my ladder's broke. Yeah. I need another one. And then she told me no. She said no <laughs> ladders for you for a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, I'm fine. <laughs> I am. I am fine. But definitely. Uh, of Yeah. Uh, <laughs> test out those ladders. Luckily, I do have insurance, life insurance. My parents bought life insurance for me when I was 
15 years old. <laughs> Saw things coming. And, yeah. <laughs> and they've always kept it. And uh, when they passed last year, all of that stuff just went to me. Right. So yeah. I told Lori, if I kick the bucket, you're going to be sort of okay. <laughs> At least for a couple months. At least, I mean, <laughs> at least you can don't have to worry about burials are expensive. Yeah, they are. They are tons of dough. Yeah. So, like, you don't have to worry about that, and you can go on like a fancy trip or something. <laughs> I was like, what do I get if <laughs> I shouldn't even joke about that? But it is a little bit funny. Yeah, it's, you got to joke about that. You I know, mean, otherwise, right? That, that that goes back to something I bitch about sometimes with movies where there's a death and everybody's always serious. And uh, my dad died when I was like 28. And my mom and I did, you know, we're doing his house, cleaning all that stuff. Dark, dark jokes were part of the process because <laughs> it sucks and you're going through a lot of shit. So, yeah, yeah you know, dark jokes are plenty, plenty you know, good. <laughs> there are those few people that don't like that, don't I dig know. it at all. I, <clears throat> I made... Oh, I don't even know if I if I if I if I say the disease, people will know exactly who I'm talking about. But someone has someone that I know has a condition. I mean, it's not horrible, but he has a condition. And one day they were feeling a little bit down. And then I said, "Is it your blank acting up?" And then he didn't answer me. And I'm like, "Man, Oops. I'm like, don't tell me that. Don't tell me that." <laughs> like you're going to die. You're going to die. And then the last thing that I joked about was your, was your condition. <laughs> and he did not appreciate that at all. Yeah. He got, he, he was, he was upset for a few, for, I think for a few days. <laughs> Confessional kind of heavy stuff. You probably heard me talk a little bit about it on strange hands radio, but yeah, you know, my mom died of, uh, uh dementia hmm. and, uh, the, the the big event of the last few years. We all know what takes older people. Yeah. Uh, but when she first went in, my, my mom was four foot nine, maybe five feet tall. Mm. And the first time she went into where she really had to get in for care, she escaped twice oh. over an eight foot fence. <laughs> and, you know, you got two ways you react to that. You go to the people around the place, go, oh, you let my mom get away. I thought it was great and hey. hilarious. And I'm like, Damn. And they they never really figured out what she did. They think it has something to do with some chairs and maybe a table, but they never figured it out. That's that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that was, that I mean, was great. I, you've uh, you mentioned that your mom was into martial arts. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, wouldn't it be like super cool if like she somersaulted over it or <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> pole vaulted over it. Yeah, she was unlike me. She was insanely good health physically. Yeah. She walked. Yeah miles every freaking day <laughs> and i think she did martial arts for at least 10 years yeah so yeah she's might have been that <laughs> would have been excellent she parkoured <laughs> over it <laughs> that creates a hell of a mental image i like that one <laughs> no that that is tough i mean and it's good that you can laugh about that stuff um because during it like, as you were going <laughs> through rough. it is just uh well, speaking of that, uh, last week um, we have a friend whose father's going through that Ugh. in his nineties, mid nineties, uh, yeah, and good health. Unfortunately, unfortunately, it you know he was stricken by that, so he he uh, was he is now in us in a in a living. I don't know what do you call it. It's not, it's a it's, memory it's, care service. Yeah. Kind of yeah. Place, he's yeah. in a memory care service mm -hmm. that focuses on individuals yeah. with, with yep. that. And I went to help them go move some furniture. So I went into the place and their doors are, it's like a mini prison. Oh, it's wow. every That's... door that they had. There was a keypad that you had to type in a number Oh wow! Uh, to get in and out of the place. And there is only one entrance and exit. So mm -hmm. we had to move furniture through the front entrance right like i was thinking is there like a back way or anything but no and um but seeing all i mean th there must have been about 10 people that i saw but seeing those 10 individuals man whoo 
the the thing that floored me the most because I spent a lot of time in the house. They had, she was in more of a home one, like a like a house yeah. sized one had like oh, okay twelve or thirteen residents because it's Kimberly, Idaho. Yeah, talking about a town of you know a couple hundred, maybe right. a couple thousand people. And uh, so what was really wild is the consistencies in the way people in dementia react, mm-hmm. the ways the the certain things the the quick to anger, the reaction to certain things, the, it's really bizarre. And uh, which made it interesting to talk to uh, the lady who was in charge of that house. who was wonderful. And, uh, like going, it's always like that. So, yeah. You can get to a point where you understand what's going on and you can uh-huh. help because well, habits. Yeah. Cause the, the, the consistency of the way people in dementia act, I mean, it's different levels. It's not exactly like some by rote kind of thing, mm. But there's these mannerisms and there's these things that come out of them. It's just wildly consistent and very, mm. very strange. Although when you first start seeing it as a non-professional, you're like, oh, uh, no what sense. is all this shit? Yeah, it's chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, I had a lot of thoughts. Actually, well, having gone through my near-death experience there you and go. then going to this memory care facility, the first thing that I thought were... Okay, I don't know if this is mean or not, but who would want to work here? That is bonkers it's to tough. me. tough. Yeah, a lot of lot of respect for the... Well, it's all women in the one my mom was in, so a lot of respect <clears throat> for the women that were doing it there. And uh, the patience, the level of patience and... Yeah, which I do not have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. I was talking to my buddy Paris the other day about patience mm-hmm. and... Uh, Paris, the owner of Soulmates, he has a million times more patience than I do. He, I mean, God gave him the just, just patience in his heart. He is such a good man and so patient with everyone. Nice. And I, I mean, I do not have that. I mean, I get, I will just, I don't. I just don't a, have it at all. That's a tough thing to have when you're in retail or not have when you're in Man, retail. <laughs> there are times when people are in and people are in the shop and I'm annoyed either because they're asking the same question or they just the way they look annoys me. <laughs> I'll just leave. <laughs> I either leave, you know, go to Rancho for a margarita or I'll just go to the back. And then just stay there until people leave because I just don't have it. Um, it's a, I don't know if I, I, I don't know if it's a, a personality flaw because I think that if you have too much patience, that is also a flaw. Yeah, yeah, it can be a pain. But I am on more on the on one side than another. Yeah, now I lean towards the other side of patience. I spent a long time managing in retail, so yeah, but so. You know. I managed people when I was a machinist. I managed people. Yeah. But it was back in a time, which was 20 years ago, when if some because we were we were machining parts. Right. So they were either good or they were bad. Mm -hmm. That's it. There wasn't any in between. And if people were making bad parts, you have to find out why and then fix it. But if they continue to make bad parts, it's like you can say, I mean, what are you, dumb? Like I would, you can, you can speak, you know, and considering that it was all, all men and we were all pricks, like it was a lot easier to just say, what is wrong with you? Can't, aren't you checking? If this is your job, you're being like, I would be pretty mean, but the, I mean, eventually they got it. And especially if you're dealing with, you know, if you're, if you're making parts that are, you know, thousands of dollars each. And you can't scrap parts. You can't waste material. It's like you have to understand that you are doing something wrong and you need to do it the way I told you to do it, which is the right way. Yeah, that's a lot different than retail. You got to nuance. You can't do that. All kinds of different ways. You got to be people. Yeah, you got to treat people. I couldn't do that either. Get treat people differently and nonsense. Yeah. Um, And I would do that like 100% sober. Usually I'm a prick when I'm a, when I've had a few drinks, but I can also be a super prick 100% sober. It's just it's just how I blame God. He blamed me. He okay. made me. Okay. He made me. There you go. 
Yeah, but that's that is super tough. Um, I wouldn't want to be in. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Not now, man. Not now. It'd be so much worse now too, just because the the people that feel they get the they can tell you whatever they happen to think or whatever they want or these stupid uh, Google reviews sometimes oh. for somebody. Like uh, my wife was looking at something the other day, looking at some Google reviews, going, "Well, this has nothing to do with the subject." <laughs> This is a Google review for the building this person works in, not the person. And it's like, I want to, some of these, I want to just talk to them. My, when Lori picks hotels where we're going to stay in Mexico, no, 90% of the time we stay at our friend's condo, but there are times when, you know, that condo is not available. So we just have to find a place. So she reads the reviews and some of them are like one of them was, it was a beachside resort and they compl- there was a there was a two star review because the hotel was too sandy. <laughs> <clears throat> this is somebody who's never been to a beach before. I'm guessing. <laughs> I don't never been. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's people who complain that no one speaks English. <laughs> different. Is this, is this in a different in country? Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bite me. <laughs> That's those. Those are funny. I think those are super <laughs> yeah, funny. And my, where we go, Mazatlan, the, the cruises go there a lot. Mm-hmm. So when the cruise comes in, we just see just a bunch of well, basically a bunch of white people yeah, that yeah, come sure. into the city yeah. and go. And we were at the. We decided to just have a little fun day at the aquarium. They had supposedly built this brand new fancy aquarium, so we went. And there were quite a few people upset that the aquarium would not take dollars. <laughs> Which I kind of get because they probably, I don't know if the boat has a, con- they, if they would sell you pesos. Mm-hmm. If, I mean, if they, and if they weren't told that you need to have pesos, I sort of get it. But at the same time, you're not at a border town right, where yeah. you can just easily go, you know, while if, they probably do that along the border or like in super popular places or touristy places. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> I would put that more on the boat than yeah. the the place the, you're yeah. going to. But but then the just the the way these people were complaining, I'm like, oy vey. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. This is what they mean about ugly American. Oh god. Yeah. This is one hundred percent what they mean. Oh jeez, yes. There's there's a lot of that out there. You know what I should do? I should print out these cards that say you are an ugly American. <laughs> Like the people who put cards on cars that says you don't know how to park. Right. I'm going to make a card. You are an ugly American. And when I see people, when I hear people complaining this way, just go up and hand it to them. It's like, here you go. Here you go. Just walk away. Man. Super nuts. Uh, What's been going on with you? I've been, my waves here have said that I've done most of the talking. Oh, that's all right. You know, it's your show. Um, so what have I been doing? Well, we're getting ready for the uh, Crypticon Film Festival to start up. So been going into Film Freeway and getting everything arranged and all that kind of thing. When do submissions start for that? Not officially, but probably October 6th. Not, oh. not fully set on that, but that's what I'm shooting for. Uh, we usually start la- first week of October. Last week of September is generally when I start up again. And then we're doing a new thing here in Seattle, Crypticon what are we calling it? Tales from the Crypt. It's brand new. <laughs> well, we're we're in the, working with the Renton Civic Theater to screen. Wait, uh, who did you rip off <laughs> for that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's the exact title, but it's close. Yeah, we're 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 working on getting some sound from a particular actor to see if he'll. Oh, that would that be super cool. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be doing. Um, Society and Reanimator Double Bill at the Renton Civic Theater here in Renton. Doing a copy of costume contest. Oh, very cool. And we're going to have uh, some people up to, and we, we haven't announced it yet, so I won't say who some of the people are. But we've got some local, semi-local, really knowledgeable people on films to come up and talk film. Ooh, very cool. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <clears throat> Is it KL? No. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I figured. <laughs> uh, two, of them, two of them run a film festival, and the other one is probably, if not the favorite, close to the favorite um, panelist that Crypticon has. Oh. If you've ever been to Crypticon and seen any of the interviews and some oh, of the panels, you've is. seen him. You know him. He's wonderful. <clears throat> he is one of the coolest people on yeah. the planet. <laughs> yeah, super. And when is this again? October 23rd. Okay. So plan, I'll, I'll put that in the show notes. Is there a, there is a link. Yeah. They're for sale now at Renton Civic Theater yeah. or at Crypticon. So I'll, I'll link to those. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw society for the first time when <laughs> Joe Bob did it. Oh, it's a messed up film, man. I mean, yeah, it's a little bit of a slow burn, but it's yeah. definitely, I, I kind of compare it to Peter Jackson's dead, dead alive. Peter Jackson's Dead Alive is a slow burn. Well, Maybe you're thinking of a different movie, man. <laughs> the one where the one where everything happens at the end with the that's with the probably bad taste. Bad taste and Dead Alive have almost the same ending. With the lawnmower, <laughs> that's Dead Alive, but that happens. There's, huh? I had yeah. I had memories of that being at the very end. It could just be because once the shit really starts, it just goes crazy. It just keeps on going? Okay. Yeah. Right. For me, the grossest scene in Dead Alive is in the, near the very beginning when the lady's eating the soup that has the... You know, I need to see it again. Yeah, it's... You know, okay, so, uh, side note. My wife and I did... We do our own show called OurRealityHappyHour.com. Oh, cool. .com. Well, it is OurRealityHappyHour.com. <laughs> but it's our, and we used to do purely... Um, 90 day fiance reviews. Oh, jeez. <laughs> we did a lot of them. We did a couple, we did like multiple seasons, but I got, I, the patients done with 90 day with any reality TV done, <laughs> just absolutely done. I'm, I wish all these people would have their own near death experiences, yeah. but actually reach it. <laughs> All of them. There's no need for any of these people. Um, So we used to do that show. So we recorded our first show, which will be posted uh, hopefully around. I mean, I should have posted it yesterday, but I didn't. And (laughs) we decided to talk about Speak No Evil. That's on Shudder. Oh, jeez. And... uh, yeah, you know, that. we've never done a, a we've never reviewed a show mm-hmm. or a movie. And I forgot the people's names, so I just kept on calling them the the Dutch dude and the Danish dude <laughs> and <laughs> That'll work. the super aggressive guy and the <laughs> schmuck guy. Then about you know a little bit through, I said, "You know what? We should probably see what these names are because we're going to get mocked for how we're reviewing this movies." I said Kelly's going to be Kelly's going to make fun of me. You get used to it. (laughs) (laughs) Lord knows I've done it. (laughs) It was pretty funny. It got, uh, we were not prepared, uh, but we got through it and, and, and it was fun. Not, not to give away the whole podcast, but just to give a general idea. What was your, what was your, uh, feeling on the film? I loved it. Oh, did you? I did. It drove me nuts. I, I, uh, not that it wasn't well done. It's a really well done film, but there are there's about fifteen points in that film where I would that just walk away, dude. Just walk away. There's nothing keeping you from just you leaving know, the situation. I agree, <laughs> which is also how I felt with the boy behind the door. You guys, you, you guys, mean he was chained. The kid who was chained up and couldn't go anywhere. <laughs> no, but his no, the dude, the a kid who had gotten kidnapped, and his buddy was trying to get him out. <clears throat> yeah, there's a little more at stake there. This was a a family of three that yeah. could have just left at any time and told their stupid little kid, you know what, you're we're gonna get you a new bunny. <laughs> All no, right, <laughs> we said that plenty throughout this whole movie. We said that plenty, but I decided to believe that the writer intentionally did it and intentionally made the made the characters as weak as he did. Oh yeah. Just to have the awesome payoff of the end. Because otherwise if they had shown any sort of anything, 
an iota of initiative or an iota of self-preservation, mm-hmm. the ending wouldn't have the ending wouldn't have worked. Yeah. They had to show them as complete imbeciles yeah. as they were. And we, you know, we yeah, we we t- we. I even went as far as to say that they are showing the two spectrum of men, <laughs> like the two, the two super. Well, the, the parody <clears throat> perspective. Yeah. Exaggerations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's what, it, that's how I explained it. Like it, the exaggerative mm-hmm. exaggeration of two types of well, men. Well, don't give away your whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we're, we were like a bottle of sparkling in, so it was fine. <laughs> <laughs> all right so we got uh yeah so rewind society super cool yeah. and i'll have to see dead alive, dead alive dead alive again yeah make sure you get the unrated um, one i don't know the rated ones around much anymore but there's a monumental difference ooh. between the two okay it's like the, the unrated is 20 minutes shorter and not only 20 minutes shorter they use different shots oh. so things different like reaction shots to things that you're supposed to be seeing so it's really, really different. Okay. So, uh, so the unrated. Yep. Do you think it's on Amazon? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Peter Jackson. So it was okay. fun when Lord of the Rings first came out. I was still working at Suncoast, and people would come in. You got anything else by Peter Jackson? Yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> Have you heard of Meet the Feebles? <laughs> Check that out. <laughs> he did Meet the Feebles. Yeah. That's funny. I think. I'm trying to think of what that looks like. Who's in that one? That one is the Muppet movie gone completely and totally horribly wrong, where they've got the little rabbit who's having Vietnam flashbacks and the hippo who's oh. a porn star. And I mean, it's just... He's a weird dude. It's crude. And He's a weird dude. The, the fly is a new reporter. It's just... It's wild. It is wild. So which one are you showing? Uh, no, we're showing Reanimator. Not Dead Alive. Short oh, Gordon's right, right. reanimator. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. See, I'm all whacked. This club soda's got me messed up. <laughs> That's too strong. Man. Yeah, too strong. But um, re- gotta love reanimator. Oh hell yeah! I've seen that a few times. Yeah. quite a few times. Yeah, that one's relatively well known. But uh, screens are always fun. Groups are fun. Yeah. Although I did like one guy's response on Twitter. I think where he's like, "Huh, society. You know what? I've seen society." You're not getting me alone with a whole bunch of people in a large room. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's uh, that's good. Now you have to come and see the movie to know what that is all about. A lot of, uh, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep. I won't uh, paint a visual picture. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's one that's really easily massively spoiled. <laughs> right. Um. So the 23rd. Third. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll we'll put that in there. So you got this going, you got film festival going. <clears throat> Where do you find time to do all this stuff? I'm just just do, do you, it. Yeah, do what you got to do. And you just, got uh, yeah, also working on getting that movie made, short little film. Waiting on a waiting on a location. <laughs> We're going to the location on Saturday, I think. Oh, cool. So I cool. get to talk to him. Good. Although, man, he asked me for help bottling. Okay. No, not bottling. He asked me for help something, doing something, and I couldn't do it. I'm like, man, I wish I could have just to build goodwill. Yeah. But I will go Saturday and buy a bunch of his product, which is also <laughs> should also be goodwill. Because we drink a lot of his bottles. Yeah. <clears throat> we drink a lot. Nice. All right. What else? What else you got? Whatever else comes up. You know, Strange Jones Radio. Do that a little bit. Heard of that. Man, how come my game hasn't kicked off? No huh? one cares. Your game? Yeah. My game where I pick. No, I guess. Not pick. I guess the movies. I guess oh. who picked who. I don't know, man. I think it's fun. You know, I I, I, look, I actually have started. I looked at the ones for the what came out today. This Thursday, what, the 29th? I'm going, I bet. This this might be a weird one for him because it's a it's a strange grouping. But you figured it out, so that's kind of cool. Know, <clears throat> I've talked to Kelly about this. You guys all have your own. You guys all have your own um, method methodology. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, for you, I know that you like vinegar syndrome and all of these types. You know these 
Yeah. Severin. Yeah. Severin. Like you dig those. So if there's a movie, I mean, I don't look up the movie to see like where anything, but if it looks like one of those types of movies, Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's for sure. Eric. Seventies, Italian, low budget, foreign, strange, local. I also get a lot of that from watching all the films that are submitted. I love the, the super low budget stuff that is, you know, a lot of the films you see when you're doing a film festival, they get distribution, but it doesn't mean a lot of people see them. Mm. And it's like, there's some good shit out there. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm excited. I love going to film festivals. Yeah. I'll sit in that cold room for two hours, three hours, <laughs> and then just watch nuttiness. Some of them <laughs> I don't understand. Some of them I'm like, what the heck happened? Oh, and yeah, it's usually fine. like the ones that try to be super serious or avant-garde. <laughs> I'm like I'm not smart enough to know what the underlying message messages are for this yeah, movie. Yeah, I'm like okay, next one. All right, do get his head cut off. I understand that easy. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty in civil context there. <laughs> Don't make me think too much. Uh, so yeah, I, I pick, I do that, and uh, I don't know. I think I I might be spending too much time. <laughs> analyzing all of this i'm a lunatic (laughs) i'm an absolute lunatic um the the oh what else was i gonna ask um i was going to ask do you have as you're going through as you're doing all of this stuff what do you have in the background like do you have any other noise in the background is it the sports is it sports radio like while i'm evaluating the films yeah. Or do you, are you, t- I mean, because all of this, there's a lot of, there's a lot of legwork to do it. Yeah. Generally, you know, we'll look up a variety. First thing I'll do is I'll see if it's, if there's anything in my Blu-ray connection I haven't watched yeah. that might fit the thing. Um, and if there's nothing there, you know, you just go onto the Google searches and IMDb and Letterboxd and kind of look around for ones that might fit the subject. Once I'm watching the movie, though, I usually watch on my computer. So I've got the movie playing in most of the computer screen. And on the other side of the screen, I've got my notes app and uh, Safari or something open. So I can look up things if I need to or write notes as I'm watching it. That's a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Try to get some new information into it and some of the kind of interesting takes or weird privia or something. Is there has there ever been a movie that you saw, but then changed your mind? I'm like, nope, I want to do something else. I can't remember off the top of my head what it was, but oh yeah, yeah, I've done that a couple times. Where, I, <clears throat> and then there's the other side of that coin where it's like, oh crap, it's the day before we record. Well, this is what I got, <laughs> and I've watched some movies like that, and generally you can tell <laughs> which films I feel that way about. Someone mocks you. <laughs> well, no, I'm choices. like. On, this movie, no, I don't like. I, you know, I didn't enjoy it or something like that. Oh, it's like, but that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. I like those. Uh, those are fun. Although then those uh, get me curious, and I think I've seen a couple <laughs> that were just trashed that you trashed. Um, we those one thing my wife and I have been talking about is that this year since we moved into the house, we've been watching more movies. Okay. And we were trying to decide why exactly that is. And I, the main reason is because we're not as close to Seattle stuff that we used to do. Oh, so sure. we're yeah. we're home a little bit more on yeah. a Friday night, whereas before we would have just gotten into an Uber and then gone down to Capitol Hill and, you know, had dinner. And, yeah, got to Egyptian <clears throat> or something like that if you wanted to do a movie or something close. Um, man, well, even that, I don't think we've been to the Egyptian in a super long time. I think the last movie we saw there was Mother. Oh, jeez. It was a super long time ago. Yeah, no kidding. Which I didn't like the movie, but it looked fantastic. It was brilliantly made. That movie aggravated me on a very base level because I am... Forced crowds are rough for me. I don't... This idea of somebody I'm living with bringing every anybody and everybody into the living space I'm in really messed with me. So I'm like, Oh man, I don't like this person, (laughs) but, uh, 
Yeah, that was a weird one. Yeah, Kelly yeah, hated that one. Especially if they rip your baby apart. That would be super <laughs> wet. <laughs> like, calm down, people. Yeah, I was going to say, at that point, you're pretty much done. <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, should I give that movie another shot? So, not another shot. Well, yeah, because I, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure how I feel about those types of, you know, quote unquote, religious movies or where there's these super religious undertones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe I should see it again. <laughs> I, I should I should watch it. Make again. yourself for a fun evening. I guess <laughs> that is definitely not a happy go lucky. No, no. no the, the thing about Speak No Evil uh-huh. was that this is the type of movie that if I were a writer hmm. that I would write. Because, because, uh. <laughs> because it ends the way I wish a whole lot more movies ended. <laughs> Do you ever watch a movie or a show and you just think someone has to die? Like this can't be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's there's a few horror films that do that. Like even the- comedies. <laughs> if there's a group of people in comedies. That every that the stuff is just going a little too, a little too well for him, and it's towards the end of the second act, and something has to happen. I'll just turn to Laurie. I was like, "Someone has to die." Someone. I don't like anybody here. Someone. It's like I don't see where else this can go, other than dealing with the loss of someone. Oh my. <laughs> Yeah, the ultra, like I was talking about earlier, the ultra, 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 ultra depressing films that are out there now where it's 95 minutes of everybody bitching, whining, and crying yeah. get really old to me. They're just great because <laughs> I, I I, think a movie should have waves, at least a little bit of a tonal difference, especially, I can't remember, damn, I forget the name of it, but like if it's a family and a family together in an intense situation a brother and a sister are not going to sit there all day and be like, I'm going to believe this is horrible. This is an awful thing. Can you believe we have to do this shit? This is the worst thing ever. They're going to, they're going to mess with each other <laughs> in some way. Of, There's gotta be. There are a bunch of shutter movies that are like that now. God. Yeah. There, if you look at their, um, their list of scariest films, you yeah. know, how they break things down. I've watched a bunch of those recently and they're almost all of that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? This isn't scary. This is just sad. <laughs> it's a lot of abandoned house, farm. <laughs> yeah. A lot of farm stuff. Yeah. Kids going missing or going wrong. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to, I wanted to see you, you mentioned, I don't know if it was last show or the show before about Barbarian. But when oh, I was searching was, uh, for it, that was, um, Vanessa mentioned that one. She saw it in the theaters. I haven't seen that one yet. Was it Barbarians or Barbarian? I think it's single, singular. Who? Who? Do you remember who's in it? It's not. I don't think it's like a, it's a. Pretty sure it's a general thing. It's not a big. Hmm. I mean, it's theater only right now, though. Because I found a movie called Barbarian, and we saw that. And then I'm like, I, I was told to. <laughs> I was instructed by. Okay, no, that's not the one. Yeah, this is uh, so. There's a lot of movies called Barbarian or Barbarian. A ton of them, yeah. Yeah, this one has uh, Bill Skarsgård, probably the biggest Bill name Skarsgård, in it. George yes. Campbell. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, but boy, I have heard nothing but good stuff. That's about not it. the one we saw. The one we saw was an. Well, it was in Ireland, and it's like a home invasion. It was a home invasion movie, which KL loves. Oh, God, those are tough, man. <clears throat> Some of those can be so hard to watch. And they're they're creepy. No they don't bug that. me. Yeah. I was trying to think, actually, what bugs me? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I Comedies it... bug me a lot of the time. <laughs> There you go. You and Vanessa can talk about that sometime. Oh, she doesn't like comedies either. No. I love them. Give me the stupid crap. I Some don't care. Them, I mean, most of Eddie Murphy's catalog, you know, especially in the early 2000s, it's all just ridiculous. Oh, you get out of the ni- you get into the mid 90s and beyond and Eddie Murphy just gave up. Tanks. But, like uh, uh, the, some of the stuff he did in the 80s was really good. 
did some really good films. Like uh, Robert De Niro. Comedy He's... master Robert De Niro? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, meet the Fockers, I guess. <laughs> There's that and Bad Grandpa. He's done a few really dumb he, ones. Yeah, yeah. Yes, he has. <laughs> but I'm going to say, if you're looking to the Robert De Niro catalog, your first stop probably is in comedies. <laughs> Although my favorite Martin Scorsese film is a comedy. After Hours? You ever seen know. that one? No, I've never heard it's of it. It's dark as hell. It's this Who's comedy with... Well, nobody can think off the top of my head, but it's just this comedy where everything goes wrong for this guy. Hmm. And But it's funny. It's sort of like the other the movies we were just talking about where everything's going wrong for you, but nobody's laughing about it. This dude's <laughs> laughing about it. Or you're laughing at him about it. Is it how old is it? Uh, probably 80s. Okay. I'll have to write that one down. Yeah, it's a good one. It's I really like it. Partially because it's so different from what he usually does. Hmm. But uh, yeah. You know, speaking of directors, <laughs> what do you think of and, and as we end it, as we end the show here, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what's your opinion on Joe Dante? You're going to love it. He's what? a friggin' master, man. He has done great movies. He's not perfect. He's not, you know, <clears throat> I'm not ones? saying he's Alfred Hitchcock Gremlins. Okay. Uh, what has he Matt done in the May? last 30 years? I don't care what he's done in the last 30 Last 30 years, he's been coming, becoming an ambassador for film. He's letting people know about movies out there. That he's kind of Martin Scorsese in it where he's doing. Mm. He has two films in pre-production right now. I mean, mm. I don't know what they're going to be. He's also done a shit ton of TV Done a lot of TV. Hey, he did 10 episodes of Hawaii Five O. <laughs> See, I don't blame him for doing that. It's like, hold on. I get to travel and stay in Hawaii, and yeah. you're going to pay me? Yeah, I get some. <laughs> he, I was watching Shudder's The Scariest Hundred, or mm-hmm. the, the, you know, that yeah, I watched new one the that just came out. first one of that. but And as it's like they went to him, and I'm like, anyone... I, the, <laughs> They're, I just hate this guy so much. <laughs> it's like, why? It's like they put his name, Joe Dante, uh-huh. and then underneath it, Gremlins. Sure. I'm like, okay, is this relevant to anyone under 40? How would, uh, what, when was Gremlins? Early 80s, 84. Right? 84? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're looking at 40 years. Sure. Okay. I and watch then, movies that are 100 years old. I don't know if mm-hmm. 40 years old, but... Well, right. is over 100 years old, man. Okay. I'm still here for that. Then, <laughs> I would rather them do a holographic image of the director who did that and then just have him speak <laughs> than to hear Joe Dante talk. <laughs> it's like, we, let's, I get it. Let's move. You know, Eli Roth, does Eli Roth show up on this? Yeah, I think he does. I'm does he? Sure okay. He does. Yeah, He's always these talking. He's one of, him and Rob, I put him and Rob Zombie sort in this one category of, People I wish were much better at making movies than they are because yeah. they both love and know horror so well. Yeah. Either Roth talking about horror is a lot more interesting than most of his films. Do you know the story of him writing Cabin Fever? I don't know. He was he was working on um, Howard Stern's private parts okay. and he was doing something for Howard. And while he was doing it, he would be he was writing. <laughs> And then he showed the script to Howard and he really dug it and yeah. was, a, a, I don't know if he actually helped him make it, but uh, Howard would talk about it all the time with about about that with uh, Eli. That one is a great example of what we were talking about, why it's fun to go to theaters. Because I saw that at SIF as one of their midnight films years mm-hmm. ago. And listeners of Strange Ends Radio have heard me talk about this before, but I'm saying it again. I, I In the theater... I love that film. It was so much fun. The crowd was completely into it, and it was a great time. I got excited. Oh, it's out. I'm going to pick it up, watch it on DVD, take it home. Oh, well. Okay, this movie's fine. <laughs> Were you buzzed? I don't think so, but it was midnight, you know, after midnight. But a great crowd. My favorite movie-going experience ever was um, uh, also a midnight movie, uh, Bubba Hotep. Oh, I did not like that. Oh, I loved it. That was so fun in the theater. So fun. I was bored. <laughs> not me, man. I still like it. I bet. Unlike Cabin Fever, which I watch later and go, hmm, all right. I can still watch Cabin Fever again. It's two fine. part two sucks, and then the remake is stupid. The remake is 
incredibly pointless, even as it for yeah. a remake. So I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, come on, man, give it at least a few decades. Like, come on. But uh, yeah, and uh, people talk about um, that one he did, the green cannibal one, green, the something. green mile. <laughs> it's a very no, different film. But uh, Green Inferno. The Green Inferno. But I loved it. it I, see, I thought so little of it because I was expecting the guy who did Crab and Fever, who just did some outrageous gore. Yeah. And this is a cannibal movie. You know, I'm thinking Cannibal for All, Cannibal, all these cannibal films yep. that are insanely over the top. I'm going, are you going to get to any extreme gore at any point in this movie? <laughs> no, but there was enough. Nah. It wasn't. <laughs> and I liked it that he, that uh, that the people who were cannibalized were a bunch of tree huggers. Well, they're always going to do that, but the the it was just wasn't like, can you do something more? I don't know. I I was expecting. I wonder so if he's much. working on anything. I don't know. He's he's so good at his, you know, kind of like Joe Dante. He's an expert at going through films and knowing movies. And we're talking about a guy who started with Roger Corman. Well, who is awesome. <laughs> is Roger Corman in this? Shudder? I don't Hutter, think 100? so. I don't know. I haven't seen him yet. I'd rather hear him talk about it too. Well, yeah. I me, don't know. Me too, but it's still a, he's he's I I've had it with Joe Dante. <laughs> <laughs> and your reasonings are incredibly sound. <laughs> so thank you for sharing. <laughs> I don't need reasoning. So you're saying if any director stopped making movies in the, I don't know, 95, they're no longer worth considering being good directors? No, but what I am saying <laughs> is that, well, but still, Gremlins. <laughs> yeah, Gremlins. See, there's a difference here. I think there's probably, I don't know, you're, you seem like you should be old enough to know what happened when Gremlins came out. When mm. Gremlins came out, it messed with the audience. I was six the, years the old. The trailers were... This sweet, little, kind, fun, cute little mogwai thing. None of the crazy violence. None of the crazy gore. So all these people go to this movie and like, did she just explode a gremlin in a microwave? <laughs> and just the insane crap that went on. I mean, it, it it's one of the two films that gave us the PG-13 rating. Because oh. people were so pissed off that it was advertised. Nothing like it is. <laughs> which is part of why it makes it so cool. Which also means Joe Dante was involved in that. Because uh, you come from the Roger Corman school of filmmaking. You okay. go, how can I make this get people in the seats and then get them talking about it? And man, he nailed that. It was so much fun. <laughs> you know what? I don't, this might be blasphemy, but I don't think I've ever seen Gremlins all the way through at one go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I mean, I've seen I remember seeing parts of sure. it. I just don't remember seeing, you know, start to finish. Right. And I don't think I've ever seen Gremlins 2. Gremlins 2 is insane. It's it's flat out insane. It is so over the top ridiculous. Did Joe Dante do that one too? Uh, no, I don't think he did. He was involved with it. But I don't remember who, who did it. The Howling. That's him. That's Joe Dante. Okay. The first I like Howling. The Howling. But that was even older he, than Gremlins. That's in oh, the yeah, yeah. 70s, I think, isn't it? Mm, no, early 80s. Early. But he got in. <clears throat> yeah, the reason he didn't do Howling 2 is because the guy who wrote the Howling thought he did a crappy version. I'm going, Mr. Who did Howling 2, you should have stuck with Joe Dante. Hmm. would have had a much better second film. Man, that was the peak of his prime. <laughs> Been all downhill <laughs> the from peak there. Of his prime. <laughs> Matinee <laughs> is a great movie. I don't think I've ever heard of it. It's that. fantastic. It is, it's kind of the year is that 68? No, it's probably in the 90s. Okay. Um, but it is just an absolute brilliant film about love of movies. You want me to not listen to, see to one of your shows? I just completely spoke over to you. But if you want me to not speak, not listen to any one of your shows, do a Joe Dante show. Let's see. When should we do that? <laughs> See, the thing is, you should listen, and then you'd understand why. Maybe, okay, maybe he's there's more here than I thought. I'm closed-minded and stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough for me. Okay. You've got stuff to do. I do. I have oh, to go yeah. wash my car and clean my house. Oh, sure. Well, thank you so much. Pitch 
whatever it is you want to pitch, I'll put the the Crypticon double feature in the show notes. Cool. But pitch away. Strange Eons Radio, man, coming every Thursday. Uh, we're coming up on episode 200, which will be the first week in November, I believe, is our 200th episode. And uh, we talk all kinds of crazy-ass films, largely genre, sometimes not. You know, we like to throw in disco and ninja movies every once in a while. Because <laughs> why not? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I would say that's the main thing. Come check out Strange Eons Radio. And if you like movies, Crypticon Seattle Film Festival happening next year. Beautiful. <laughs> that's a little ways off. <laughs> I'm excited. All right. I will. I'm going to record. I'm, this show is 100% sponsored by the Sneakers Friend, which is a new sneaker cleaning solution that will be available within the next couple weeks. They're the title sponsor of the show now, but I will do a whole thing before the show to put at the beginning of the show. Uh, but the sneakersfriend.com, sign up, get 15% off when it launches. And then we'll be doing a whole bunch of stuff with them. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Don't forget, like, subscribe, share, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, and I think that's it. Oh, and YouTube. You get to see our, you get to see our lovely faces. Thank you. Adios. Yeah.